Welcome to the Kids Zone Check It Out podcast. This month, we're reviewing some of our favorite Rainbow Book Month titles for children. Hi, reader friends. It's Miss Molly at Orem Library. You probably didn't know, but I come from a family of dancers. My mom was a professional ballerina, and all her siblings danced too. Sometimes I dance around the library while I'm gathering up books if I have a song stuck in my head. A new book that I read and immediately liked is all about dancing. It's a picture book called When Langston Dances by Keja Langley. In this book, a young boy attends a performance of the Alvin Ailey Dance Company, and he's totally astounded by the skills of the dancers. He asks his mom if she thinks he could dance like that, and she tells him that he can do whatever he puts his mind to. He practices a lot at home, then decides to attend his first ballet class. As he's walking through the city, he's dancing the whole way there. The illustrations show him spinning, springing, crouching, and leaping with wonderful technique. Despite his impressive show, a kid on the street says, Boys don't dance like that. Langston is a bit taken off guard, but he responds with, They do too. I've seen them. When he arrives at the studio, he's so excited that he kicks off his shoes and joins the other dancers in his socks. His enthusiasm radiates off the page. The teacher is so sweet and says she's been expecting him. She rummages in the closet for a pair of shoes that will fit, and the class begins. The final page is my favorite. It shows Langston all grown up, taking a magnificent leap on a background of stars and a bold sky. We're led to believe that Langston keeps dancing all through his life, building on his talents more and more. There is so much I enjoyed about this book. I loved Langston's mom and teacher's heartwarming encouragement and Langston's own unflappable enthusiasm. The way the illustrations capture his movements is also really impressive. It's easy to envision Langston bounding across the pages. It was cool seeing a story about a boy embracing this art form wholeheartedly. Ballet is beautiful and may look carefree, but is incredibly technical and difficult. Did you know that professional athletes like football players even learn ballet? That's because it requires such precision of movement that it's basically the ultimate in muscle mastery. It helps with balance, flexibility, and strength, too. I hope you enjoy this book, When Langston Dances. For similar stories, you might also like Brian the Dancing Lion by Tom Tindinsbury or My Daddy Can Fly by Thomas Forrester about a little boy whose father dances professionally. I hope you're enjoying lots of great books out there. Happy reading this summer and see you soon. Happy Rainbow Book Month, readers! This is Miss Mary at the library, and this month I would like to share a book with you called King and the Dragonflies by Kaysen Callender. This book picks up after the death of King's older brother, Khalid. King and his brother were as close as could be, and he is devastated after his brother's heart simply stopped beating during a soccer game one day. At the funeral, King saw a dragonfly fly into the church, and he became convinced that it was his brother in a new form, and that he isn't really gone. King goes down to the bayou every day in search of his brother, the dragonfly. 
In addition to dealing with the pang of losing his brother, King is confused about his feelings for boys and girls. Before Khalid died, he told King to stop spending time with his friend Sandy because Sandy was gay. Torn between loyalty to his brother and his own deep feelings, King struggles to maneuver his relationships with his parents and his friendship with Sandy. Then Sandy runs away from his abusive father and King must decide if he will protect his friend. One thing I appreciated about this book is that while King's coming out was a major theme, it wasn't his defining struggle. This book is just as much about King processing his own grief as it was him coming to terms with being gay. This made King's character rich and multifaceted, which is true of people in real life. I also love the touch of magical realism in this book. What is magical realism? The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines magical realism as a literary genre or style associated especially with Latin America that incorporates fantastic or mythical elements into otherwise realistic fiction. While nothing magical or unrealistic happens in this story, there are parts that feel magical. King believing his brother turned into a dragonfly helps him think about Khalid's death in a way that makes sense to him until he could accept the reality of his passing. When King remembers the things Khalid used to say in his sleep, we are transported to the fantastical and imaginative world of his mind, even though he's gone. Dealing with the death of a sibling or a loved one is complicated, and reading about King's grief was a sad but beautiful journey for me as a reader. I would recommend this book to kids ages 10 to 12 who may be experiencing a loss in their lives. For similar books, check out The Best at It by Malik Pancholi and Obi is Man Enough by Skylar Baylor. See you at the library! Hello fellow readers, this is Miss Rachel at the library. To celebrate Pride Month, I found a new picture book in our collection that I want to share with you. It is called Patience Patches. It's written by Christy Mahali and illustrated by Cheryl Murray. This book is recommended for kids up to age five, but it's great for any child who enjoys picture books. In this book, we meet Patches, an adorable puppy who is excellent at being patient. At least, that's what he thinks. He is patient waiting for his loud laughing person to play ball, especially when his soft singing person can play ball too. And when his people are gone all day, Patches is patient, mostly. He tries not to bark at the cat taking a stroll through his yard and lets the stick-throwing person from next door take him out to play fetch. But when his people finally come home with a milky-smelling blanket bundle, Patches will find his patience being put to the test in new ways. Whether it is meals being delayed or sleep being interrupted, Patches will rise to the occasion and, eventually, he'll be rewarded. And maybe he'll teach his moms a thing or two about patience along the way. I love this book. I love that everything in the book is from Patches' point of view. Through his experiences, Patches helps us recognize the value of patience, even if things don't happen when you expect them to happen. I loved watching Patches gain more and more patience and be rewarded for it in the end. Cheryl Murray's soft illustrations pair perfectly with the text and help focus the reader's attention on Patches and his joy in his growing family. 
This book is also a nice beginning introduction to discussions about different types of families. Patches has two moms, but that is not the focus of the story. Instead, by highlighting Patches and having his moms in the background, the author and illustrator show throughout the book how his family functions just like families with a mom and a dad, two dads, grandparents, single parents, or any other family composition. All of those families love each other and grow together. If I needed to describe this book in one word, I would say joyful. Reading it made me so happy. I hope it will make you happy as well. Come into the library and check out Patience Patches. If you enjoy reading about patches and want to read other books about dogs and kids, you should also check out Puppy 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 by Julie Sternberg and Bobo and the New Baby by Rebecca Huang. See you at the library. Hello, beautiful readers. It's Melissa at the Orem Public Library. I'm going to talk about two nonfiction books today. The first book is Pride, the story of Harvey Milk and the rainbow flag. Have you ever wondered how we got the rainbow pride flag? Harvey Milk was a gay rights activist in the 1970s. He was one of the first openly gay people to be elected to office. Harvey Milk protested inequality and unfair laws. Before one of his marches, he had an inspired idea, a flag that would be a symbol of his community. He contacted the artist Gilbert Baker, and together with help, they made the original Pride flag. Sadly, Harvey Milk was assassinated a few months later, but his influence in the Pride flag continued. Today, one of the most common flags we see is the Progress Pride flag, which is a variation on the original eight-color Pride flag made by Harvey Milk and Gilbert Baker. This poignant book is written by Rob Sanders and has beautiful illustrations done by Stephen Salerno. The next book is It Feels Good to Be Yourself, which is a great book for explaining gender identity to both children and adults. It addresses the subject in a straightforward way with words and language to explain that some people are boys and some people are girls and some people are neither and some people are in between. It expresses love and acceptance for all people and has helpful terms. This book is written by Teresa Thorne and is illustrated by Noah Grigney, who is an acclaimed LGBTQIA2 children's illustrator. You can find both these books in our junior nonfiction. Hello, hello, it's Tony with the Orem Library. To celebrate Pride Month, I'm going to tell you about two books I think you should check out. The first book is a short chapter book called Genius Jolene. It was written by Sarah Cassidy and illustrated by Charlene Chua. Genius Jolene starts as eight-year-old Jolene and her dad, a trucker, take off on a long road trip to deliver some paper to Los Angeles. Jolene joins her dad on one of his trips every year. They get a good chance to talk, think, and learn. They like to listen to music and review truck stop food together. In fact, you'll even find a few delicious recipes in the back of the book. But this trip is different. It's the first one they've taken since Jolene's parents divorced. A few months before the trip, Jolene's dad came out as gay and it surprised Jolene. But it didn't make her parents fight. And her dad was still the same smart, kind man that she had always known. She was proud of him. 
Then, partway through their road trip, disaster strikes, and Jolene has to learn how to help others, even when they're mean to her and her dad. Genius Jolene deals with sensitive subjects. It could be a great conversation starter and fun to read on a road trip. I recommend it for ages 7 to 10. You can find it in our intermediate section. The second book is a collection of reimagined fairy tales called Power to the Princess. It was written by Vita Murrow and illustrated by Julia Beresiartu. This book takes familiar princess stories and brings them into the modern world. Belle becomes a fairyland detective to prevent curses. The Little Mermaid is trying to clean up the trash in the ocean. Yes, some of the princesses fall in love with boys. Yes, some of the princesses fall in love with girls. But unlike some traditional fairy tales, romance is not the point of their existence. Instead, each princess has a sense of purpose that prompts them to make their communities better. I love that. You may even be inspired to help your own community. I wish that this book had been available to me when I was younger. I always had a hard time relating to fairy tale princesses, but the princesses in these stories feel more real. I recommend Power to the Princess for ages 9 to 14. You can find it in our storytelling week. Hi readers, it's Miss Rita. I love musicals, theater, and dance productions. I've seen many creative productions in New York, London, Paris, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., St. Louis, and even Orem, Utah. The graphic novel drama is written by Raina Telgemeier and opens with an overture. You experience the story through a sequence of eight acts. Acts, acts, acts. You experience, you experience the story through a sequence of eight acts. Acts, act, acts. You experience, you experience the story through a sequence of eight acts. You get an intermission in the middle, just like a live Broadway show. Callie is a seventh grader and is crazy about musicals, but singing isn't her forte. So she works as a set designer for Moon Over Mississippi, the school's latest theater production. Callie's cronies take roles behind the scenes as well. Liz is her best friend and designs the costumes. Another friend, Matt, works the spotlight. If you've ever been part of a theater production, you know that drama and crushes are pretty common among the cast and crew. And Moon Over Mississippi is no different. Callie can't help getting on stage and off stage crushes. There's the eighth grade jock, Greg, who is dating Bonnie, the diva star of the play. Two cute twins, one of them may be gay. Matt is Greg's younger brother who starts crushing on Callie. Bonnie dumps Greg for her amazing co-star West, who then dumps her before their final performance. Did you catch all that? Well, the show must go on. If you want to know what happens and you are craving more middle school drama that includes bubble tea and manga, pick up drama in the library's junior graphic novel section. Raina's hilarious and realistic story combined with awesome artwork make drama a showstopper for grades 5 through 8. Stop by the library soon to check it out.
Thanks for joining us. Check out our favorite titles at your local library. See you next month for more reviews.